What's good? What's good? What's good? Welcome to the fifth episode of The Brick Report. My name is Bricks, and I am your host. Sit down. Um, depending on what time of day it is, grab a cocktail or just a refreshing beverage. Have a seat. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you partake of dried flowers at all, spark some of those, you know? So what's good, y'all? Shit, what's been going on since last week? Happy Memorial Day. I'm sure that most of y'all are probably off today. You know what I'm saying? Doing your thing, cooking out. It's raining where I am. And, um... I think um, I just talked to somebody that said it was raining somewhere else close to here. So, you know, I don't know. I haven't uh, watched any weather forecasts or anything to see um, if it was raining um, in a lot of different places today. But (laughs) if you are able to cook out, I hope you're having a great time. If not, I hope you're having a fucking great time because you deserve, you deserve, you deserve to have a great time. You know what I'm saying? To celebrate. I hope you are with, either with family and friends or minding your goddamn business by yourself on your couch watching goddamn Lifetime. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm certain there's a marathon on because Lifetime does not need a fucking reason to give y'all a good marathon. So, um, but yeah, so I hope everybody is having a fabulous fucking day. You know what I'm saying? And, and if you've listened to the show before, you know I like to start off by um, saying thank you in a segment that I like to call Appreciate It. Um, This week in Appreciate It, um, this week in Appreciate It, I want to talk about how much I appreciate hood-ass love. Um, when I say hood ass love, I'm talking about like a, like a Gucci Mane and Keisha Kaor. Now the reason that Gucci and Keisha Kaor came to me is because of a post. Now first of all, they are the epitome of fucking hood love. Like Keisha Kaor been with uh, Gucci for a long ass time, almost as long as I remember Gucci, but not quite because I remember when they were together. But Or either they were, they were together and he just wasn't showing her as much or, you know. But Keisha Kaor has been with Gucci and just, you know what I'm saying? She stood with him through his bed. You know what I'm saying? Um, she was there for Gucci. Very vocal for him when he was locked up. You know, she helped, listen, a bitch that helped you get your goddamn grill fixed. Help you start drinking water and eating better and getting in shape and shit. You know what I'm saying? Keisha K.O. has been there for Gucci. Yeah. And they just seem to really love each other. You know what I'm saying? Their their love seems to just... Like, they just seem to be here for each other. So, I'm here for them. I I like them as a couple. Hood-ass love. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm here for Keisha K.O. and Gucci. Um, another hood couple that I appreciate, and I just had to discuss them today, 
is Mama D and Ernest. Now let me, okay, let me tell y'all what that. Hold on. Y'all please bear with a bitch for one second. I, hold on one second, please. I got this. Just a minute. Technical difficulty. One second, please. Damn computer screen had went black so a bitch couldn't see her notes no more. Anyway, so um yeah, Mama D and Ernest, you know, I appreciate Mama D and Ernest love. Mama D and Ernest got a hood, a old school hood ass love. Um, a Colt 45 love, um, a Paul Mall cigarette love, um, a liquor house love. You know what I'm saying? Like a motherfucking um, a fried chicken breast sandwich between two pieces of white bread with some hot sauce and some damn foil sandwich. Like, that's uh, it's a foil. Yeah, that is the kind of love that Mama D and Ernest got. You know what I'm saying? So, I appreciate Mama D and Ernest. Like, I, <laughs> they are one of my favorite fucking hood couples. If you know anything about me, you know I fucking love Mama D. <laughs> And Mama D recently, um, I don't know, no, I don't know if the album has come out yet, but Mama D has an album coming out. Now, this is just a fucking sidebar because, I mean, y'all deserve to hear this, but um, Mama D has an album that, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's come out yet, but she recently put out her cover art um, for the album, and um, it was Mama D uh, sprawled out. <laughs> <laughs> holding some some faux flowers I believe and um it was a great look for Mama D like it was uh Mama D had on like a mesh leather boot that came like up to her knee and you know Mama D is a tall drink of water you know what I'm saying so it was listen I think it's a good look for Mama D Mama D looks fabulous <laughs> you better come through Mama goddamn D Mama D is my girl now yeah, I love Mama D and I don't know if her world-renowned hit, um, I Deserve, is up there. But if it is or if it isn't, please make sure you have a copy. Because, listen, it's a classic, okay? One of my favorites of all time. I know that to be true. Alright, so, yeah. Oh, and also, the reason that Gucci grabbed my attention so much, other than the fact that just him and Keisha K.O.R. are just hood love royalty, in general, he made a post the other day on Instagram. Well, actually, Keisha Kayor posted a picture of herself, and under the picture, Gucci said, Babe, I want you to know I appreciate you so much. <laughs> okay? He did not say, I appreciate you so much. He said, I appreciate you so much. P R E C I A T E which is the exact fucking spelling of this segment. Damn it. Appreciate it. Do you hear me? Like, Gucci, listen. All we here. You know what I'm saying? Like, he appreciate it. I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. All right, so moving right along to um, Pop That Pussy for the Culture. Um, again, if you, this is your first time listening to The Brick Report, Pop That Pussy for the Culture is just what I discussed pop culture with y'all, you know what I'm saying, um, the good goings on and the, and the fuckery of, you know what I'm saying, what's happened since I last talked to y'all and shit, so, 
One second, let me just get Having a little rosé with y'all today. And some freshly dried flowers. Um, okay, so <laughs> recently, recently while on the Ellen show, Gail King, who is Oprah's BFF, um, spilled a goddamn beans about Oprah getting high. <laughs> so, excuse me. Um, so, Gail said that she has never herself and I'm paraphrasing, but she said that she had never herself had a weed cigarette. Now, first of all, Gail, Gail, your ass is black. You know goddamn well don't nobody say no motherfucking weed cigarette, bitch. What is a weed cigarette, Gail? Gail, you know what a goddamn joint is. Even if your ass ain't smoke no damn joint, you know what a fucker joint is, Gail. Don't act, Gail. Don't act. Now, Gail, now, you know don't nobody say no fucking weed cigarette, girl. Anyway, Gail said that she had never had a weed cigarette. However, that Oprah has indeed <laughs> smoked the marijuana's before. Now listen, you know what I'm saying now? I just, something deep down in my spirit told me, something deep down told me that Oprah partook of the flower. You know what I'm saying? Like I just knew I could feel it deep down in my spirit. I could just see her and Stedman. And Stedman always looked super cool. Like, I know Stedman get fucked up, too. Like, I just knew. Like, that's probably... Stedman probably used to sell weed back in the day. He might listen. Okay, don't sleep now. I ain't gonna put it out there, but I'm just saying. You'll never know. Shit. Anyway, and I would not be surprised to find out that Oprah had her hands involved in some dispensary action and things. Because you know what I'm saying? Oprah is into, like, natural things. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I could see that. I could see it, like, you know what I'm saying, like, low-key, super, super, super low-key, like, being involved in dispensary type shit. Anyway, so Gail said that Oprah, I mean, Gail said that Oprah has indeed uh, had some treats, you know what I'm saying, and then she tried to say um, that that's all she was going to say about that. And she was like, I'm going to go ahead and stop before I incriminate myself. Girl, as soon as you said that Oprah get fucked up, you already incriminated yourself, girl. Because what the hell, girl? Ain't nobody know that except for the people that's done smoke with Oprah. If anybody has smoked with Oprah, ain't nobody smoke with Oprah. You can't smoke with Oprah. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> you violated, Gail. <laughs> you tried it, bitch. <laughs> Anywho, um, so Pusha T's album came out last week. Um, the album is um, I'm gonna get more into the album a little further on, but the album cover has been causing um, a lot of uproar because the album cover is a picture of Whitney Houston's um a picture of a, a bathroom, of Whitney Houston's bathroom. 
that was like covered in drug paraphernalia. I mean, okay, pick a drug, any drug, any drug that you would want to do, you could do with the paraphernalia in that motherfucking bathroom at the time. Like, I think there was a tray. I don't know if the tray, I couldn't tell if it had Coke on it, but it looked like a tray, like with Coke paraphernalia, which would be like probably a little raisin, shit like that. I think I saw a pipe on the counter that looked like it had like burn residue on the inside. It was some cigarettes in there. It was, everything was like all over the place and disheveled and, um, so the picture originally came from, I think it said the Inquirer. So this picture is Pusha T's album cover. Now, of course, this picture. Now, <clears throat> when I first saw the album cover, I had no idea that um, it was a picture of Whitney Houston's bathroom. Now, it's not Whitney Houston's bathroom from... Um, when Whitney was found um, dead in the tub. It is not that. It is a picture of her bathroom from a time that she had had a drug binge in 2006. And um, so anyway, of course her family is fucking like livid because what the fuck. So basically the story behind this is that This was not the original cover for Pusha T's album. The original cover, they had already had, they had already agreed on, everybody had agreed on it. Now, if you know, or maybe you don't know, but Pusha T is under Good Music. He's also the president of Good Music, but he's under that label as far as his music goes. Good Music is Kanye West's label. So Pusha said um, on a recent interview with Angie Martinez, <clears throat> Excuse me. That um sorry, was that gross? I'm sorry, going gross. Anyway, Pusha told Angie Martinez that they had already had the cover art and that everybody had agreed on it. But like in the eleventh hour, Kanye West was like, nah, we changing this shit. And he was like, What you mean? I thought we was all good with the cover art. He was like, nah, nah, I'm not good with it no more. So He says that he wants to get this picture. And again, I think the picture originally was the property of the Inquirer. Um, So Kanye said that he felt this picture needed to be the cover because this is what people needed to see for this album. Now, if you don't know anything about Pusha T, Pusha T's whole rap career has been based on, you know what I'm saying? Um... Him pushing dope. I mean, his name is Pusha T. Pusha T. <laughs> so he letting you know up front, look, this is who I am. This is what the fuck I'm about. And if you listen to, if you were, you know what I'm saying, a fan of the clips when he was with his brother Malice when he first came out under um, um, Pharrell and them's label, then you know that, you know what I'm saying, um, they have always talked about selling dope. And, you know, that's been their M.O., you know, his brother got out, and I, I think his brother is actually a pastor. His brother was dope. A lot of people argue that his brother was a hotter rapper, Malice. Um, but I fuck with the clips. I fuck with Pusha T. You know what I'm saying? I love the clips. They from VA, close to where I'm from. So anyway, Kanye said, I guess he's saying because of the content, you know, that this is what the front of the album needs to be. Now, of course, 
You know what I'm saying? He knew that taking a picture of Whitney Houston's bathroom filled with drug paraphernalia during a drug binge that she had was going to cause much controversy. Of course, he knew it was going to cause uproar. And of course, he knew it was going to be painful for her fucking family. And, you know, of course, we're glad. I mean, we're sad and so sorry that uh, Bobby Christina is dead. But it's good that she did not have to see this crazy shit because, God damn, like, okay. To me, personally... (laughs) I feel like this is along the lines of the way Kanye has been acting very irrationally, very, you know what I'm saying? Fuck the world. I'm going to do what I think, you know, what I want to do, regardless of how it affects other people. You know what I'm saying? Like this has been why his fans have had such a problem with his most recent statements as far as, you know, him supporting 43 plus two. This is, you know what I'm saying? Like all of these things. So it's just more irrational behavior. So Pusha T says that he already had the cover art. Everybody agreed on it. Kanye says, nah, this is what your art needs to be. So the picture was $85,000. You know what I'm saying? For them to get clearance to use that picture as the cover art. Kanye took 85 stacks of his own paper and paid for the cover art. So Pusha T was like, look, not really up on art and shit like that. So I just let him handle it. So that was the cover for Whitney's, um, I mean, I'm sorry, that was the cover for his new album. Um, her family is now pissed, of course, because, I mean, yeah, I, I do think it's in poor taste. I think that was some bullshit, you know what I'm saying? And, um, the family is trying to now get the cover art changed. But an interesting thing is going on, too, Whitney Houston's nephew is saying that he doesn't have a problem with it, and he loves Pusha T's album. I fucking love... Let me just tell y'all. Look, we ain't even getting into it just yet, but I fucking love that album. <laughs> like, the album is fucking lit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just... It's dope. I love it. I love Pusha T. Yes, he is still... You know what I'm saying? Again, I'm getting to the album shit later, but anyway. So... That's what's going on with that. Um, the family, like like I said, they're trying to get them to change the cover art. So, and I mean, it's understandable that they would be hurt and, you know what I'm saying, upset because God, it's just very, and you know, he had no discussion. Kanye had no discussion with the family about, because of course he knew that they would have a problem with him using that. I mean... You know, if Pusha T's album is talking about he's fl- how he's flooding the community with dope and Whitney Houston, you know what I'm saying, basically died from a drug overdose and, you know what I'm saying, from, um, you know, like, I guess the complications of drugs and how she had had such a, a long thwarted history with drug use and, you know, it is really a slap in the face to her family and people that love her, and her fans too, you know, that that was what the cover art was. Yeah, again, it's gonna, listen, it's gonna draw people to this album, people are gonna wanna hear it. It's kind of a marketing genius idea, Kanye, on some real shit, but it is also very insensitive, and very, um, again, very irrationally done, and, you know, um, some bullshit, honestly, if you, I mean, you know, if you care, <laughs> I think it's pretty fucked up, but I mean, it did what, uh, does it look dope? Yeah, it kind of looks dope, 
you know, like the way they have it and shit. I mean, I will say that the, before I knew it was that, yeah, I was, I was like, ah, okay. You know what I'm saying? But then I was like, well, goddamn, that's kind of fucked up. That's super fucked up. Like, so it is what it is at this point. So we'll see how this plays out and you know what I'm saying? Where it's going to go from here. Um, Barbados recently elected their first female prime minister. Mia Motley um, is the new prime minister of Barbados. So, yes. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Um, black girl magic. I'm here for it. Uh, Rihanna posted about it. And Mia Motley is um, the epitome of manifesting and speaking things into existence because um, when she was a child, she once told one of her teachers that um, she was going to be the country's first female president. I mean, okay, done, check, next. What's next on my goddamn list? You know what I'm saying? Like, please believe in yourself and your motherfucking dreams. Ain't nobody else got to believe in this shit. But as long as you think you can do it, goddamn it, do it. You ain't never too old. You're not too young. The difference between you and motherfuckers that ain't doing it is that you're going to do it. So just do it. You know what I'm saying? It ain't that hard. Whatever the fuck you want to do, whatever you see yourself doing, you can do any goddamn thing. These motherfuckers ain't no different than you. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever it is that you got your mind set on, just start researching the shit. Anywho. So, okay, so Kanye West is all throughout this week's um, Pop That Pussy for the Culture, just so y'all know. This is a layered pop that pussy for the culture this week, okay? <laughs> They're layered. So, um, I got the goddamn inos and out of labia for y'all ass this week, okay? Alright, so, wait a minute, let me bring y'all back. Okay, so, Donda West, of course, y'all know Donda West is Kanye West's mother who passed, I don't know what year it was that Donda West passed, but um, she passed a few years ago from complications to surgery that she'd had. So, um, after she passed, um, Kanye, um, a Chicago rapper named Rhyme Fest, um, Shay Smith is his real name, and Rhyme Fest's wife um, all came together um, and... Um, made this nonprofit organization called Donda's House in honor of Kanye West's mother, who was um, a teacher, uh, a very well-loved teacher who taught at, I think, Chicago State University. So um, I think she was very much involved with the youth, and you know what I'm saying? She was just supposed to be a great person and an advocate for the youth, and, you know, so they... Um, started this nonprofit to honor her and to help Chicago's youth, right? So, okay, so this is where the fuck shit comes. It's just so crazy, so crazy. So again, like I said, this um, Pop That Pussy For The Culture is layered. <coughs> Drake is involved in this Pop That Pussy For The Culture. Um, so recently, uh, last week, Rhyme Fest sent Drake a tweet or um, tagged him in a tweet and was like, this little bitch that made my shit fall out of my goddamn ashtray. I just washed my motherfucking comforter. <sighs> I'm sorry. One second. God damn. Sorry. Okay, so 
Rhyme Fest tagged Drake in a tweet and asked Drake if he could um, donate some money to Donda's house, which is the name of the nonprofit, because Kanye West had not been donating money and the nonprofit was really in need. <laughs> pit, pit. Okay. Now, very, very, very fucking interesting, but very, very, very fucking petty. So basically what Donda's house, what they're saying is that Kanye, though he is one of the co-founders of Donda's house, has not been supporting Donda's house, has not put in any money. Um, so then, now Kanye did not respond. Um. Kanye did not respond at all to this. But who did respond? So Kim Kardashian West. Um, <laughs> found it necessary to go online and start responding to Rhyme Fest. Talking about how Rhyme Fest could not keep the nonprofit going and how he was in the studio wearing fake Yeezys and first of all putting her goddamn mouth in places that it did not belong because bitch sit down girl what Kim first of all I believe that if Donda West was still living Kanye wouldn't even be married to Kim now that's just personally what I think um but Kim had a lot to say. Now, one of the things that really got on my goddamn nerves that Kim had to say was that she was going to... Now, again, I'm paraphrasing here as well, but this is the gist of what Kim had to say. That she was going to work her hardest to get control of Donda's house so that she could let her children run it in the way that it should be run. Girl, your motherfucking babies is like seven weeks old, girl. What the fuck is you talking about, Kim? Shut the fuck up, Kim. <laughs> Girl. Girl. So then Rhyme Fest comes back out and is talking about how he actually knew Dr. West and how she had actually mentored him. And, you know, he knew like her the way that she wanted to help Chicago's youth. You know, he had spoken to her and understand or he understood like the changes that she wanted to make and you know, how she wanted to be there and make a difference and, you know. So, what he was saying is, uh, bitch, I've actually met the person that you're talking about. What the fuck? Shut your goddamn lips. So, after that, Donda's house put out a statement saying that because Kim Kardashian wanted to slap her goddamn gums together, they will now be changing the name of Donda's house to something else. Now, see... I don't agree with that because to me that just seems like they are trying to so if you okay this is what I think if the purpose of naming it Donda's house was to honor Dr. Donda West and if the 
goal of the nonprofit is to serve the youth of Chicago. And that was also Dr. West's goal. And you know what I'm saying? These were the things that she wanted to do. And you're, you know what I'm saying? You're taking her ideals and, you know what I'm saying, things that she believed in. And that is why you called it Donda's House. Then what the fuck does what Kim Kardashian said and all that bullshit have to do with you honoring and continuing to honor Dr. Donda West? I don't understand that, Ron Fest. That, to me, seems like y'all just being fucking petty. Because... You know, it's like, oh, because this bitch got something to say. Now we're going to call her something else. I don't think that's right. I think that they should continue to honor Dr. West. And where there's a will, there's a way. There are other funds. You know what I'm saying? You did put it out there that Kanye is not putting in the funds that he should. But, I mean, okay, that's your job now. Y'all got to have somebody that figures out how to bring in support. Fuck it. Fuck Kanye. If he ain't putting in money, it is what it is. He is not his mother. It's not named, um... Kanye's house is named Donda's house. So I think they should leave it as that, but they're saying that they're going to change it. So I think that's kind of fucked up, you know? Donda ain't done shit. You should continue to honor her because she deserved. She deserved. Donda deserved to be loved. Just name it after Donda. Keep it that way, you know? Don't be petty. Don't take the name away because of some bullshit Kim Kardashian said. Donda is probably up there like, who? Who could what? I don't. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who that is. I'm not familiar with Kim anybody. I don't know who that is. So she has no idea who that even is. So I just think it's kind of fucked up for y'all to be changing the name. But anyway, that's just my opinion. Um, <clears throat> The NFL recently banned players from protesting during the national anthem. Some fuck-ass shit. However, um, a professor from Harvard has come out and said that banning players from protesting during the anthem is actually illegal. So the fuck-ass NFL has come together and said, look, If y'all niggas want to protest during the anthem, fuck y'all. Get off your goddamn knees. Ain't no protesting. If you do protest, we're going to punish your black ass, nigga. We're going to whip you and uh, find your mouthfuls. That's basically what they're saying. They supposedly gave them options for the people who did uh, wish to protest. They said that they could stay in the locker room. And not come out while the anthem is being played. But if they did come out, they had to salute the flag. <laughs> Trying to make grown motherfuckers. I mean. So. <clears throat> the professor from Harvard that said that this was illegal basically said that um, it rested on two different things. Um, so. Um, what they said was. If. Okay, so basically, okay, the players in the NFL have a players union. So what this professor said was that, and what the law states is that for any employees who are represented by a union, 
the employer can't change the terms of employment without discussing the change with the union first. The NFL basically said, fuck the union and made this change without ever going to the union and having a discussion or any type of negotiations. So this is illegal. They could not, they weren't supposed to do that. They weren't supposed to make any changes to the players terms of, um, their employment without having a discussion with the union. The second part of this is that last week, the Supreme Court issued a major decision um, that clarifies why the players' protests are protected by the labor law. And what they're saying is that labor laws basically protect anything that employees... It, this is very, It sounds very weird, but it basically states anything that employees just do. Anything that employees just do. So anything that employees do regularly or anything that employees basically find, you know what I'm saying? I guess they're saying that employees find necessary, you know, um, it is a very interesting, the way it's stated that employees, anything that employees just do. So what they're saying is that because employees are finding it necessary to um, take a knee during the anthem, this is considered anything that employees just do. So it's very interesting the way that it's stated, but they're saying that the labor laws basically at their core are there to protect employees and employees' rights and that protest is a right of the employee, if that makes it easier to understand. So, um, we'll see where this goes from here. It's very interesting. Um, the NFL wants 43 plus 2 to uh, stand behind them. Um, I forget which owner it was that said that he would allow his players to stand and he didn't give a fuck about fines. You know, I forget which one. Was it Philly? I know that at least one of the owners has said that he was going to allow his players to take a knee. And he didn't give a fuck what nobody said. So kudos to that owner. That's what the fuck is up. Fuck you, NFL, because that's some bullshit. I don't watch football anyway, but I'm really, really, really not going to watch it now. So fuck y'all. Um, Lord have mercy. This worries me. Morgan Freeman has now been added to the list of men um, accused in um, of inappropriate behavior and harassment um, in the the Me Too movement, where women and um, also men are um, taking a stand and saying, "Hey, somebody tried to fuck with me." You know what I'm saying? So now, uh, goddamn Morgan Freeman has been included in that list. Um, Eight women have accused him of inappropriate behavior and harassment. One woman said that, well, most of the women, or all of the women, I guess I think they said, have worked with him in the production of movies that he's been a part of. One woman said that he was trying to lift her skirt up at one time. Um... 
other women have stated that he, <clears throat> they basically had to learn him and, and learn that if they would not wear revealing clothes, you know, they had to wear things that covered them up and, you know, and again, this just goes to show, well, I'll get into that. So they said that they had to wear things that were very loose fitting when around him because if they didn't, he would make comments. One girl said that he used to rub her lower back and things like that. <clears throat> Morgan said, anyone who knows me or has worked with me knows I am not someone who would intentionally offend or knowingly make anyone feel uneasy. I apologize to anyone who felt uncomfortable or disrespected. That was never my intent. So Morgan took them hoops out and said that basically, if you know him, you know that he did not intend to offend anybody. So this is some bullshit because this is how, okay, (laughs) that's bullshit, Morgan. Because Morgan did not deny these allegations, but what he said was that he did not intend to offend anyone. Do you understand that what he's saying is that I feel that I have the right to fondle women's asses. I feel that I have the right to make comments about uh, your titties and stuff because of what you wear. You don't, Morgan. I don't give a damn. Like, you don't have the right to just touch a bitch. I don't give a damn if she walk past you ass naked. You don't have the right to just touch a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have the... Motherfuckers can do what they want to do. They can do what they want to do. It does not give you the right to say anything to them about it. Your opinion about it makes no fucking difference. You know what I'm saying? Like, how you think a woman's body is shaped, how you think a woman's body is lo- looks. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is your opinion about it. It is not your right to go up to the woman and tell her how you feel about it. Because it's her fucking body. So, your opinion about it does not make a fucking difference. The only thing that matters is how she feels about it. So, if she feels that she wants to wear a low-cut shirt or some tight-fitting jeans or whatever, that is her fucking business. But it is not your right, regardless of what she has on, to fucking touch her. Keep your goddamn hands to yourself, hoops. What the fuck? Morgan said he felt that he had the right and he was not sorry. Well, he was sorry. But this is not really a sorry because what he says is... I apologize to anyone who felt uncomfortable. So basically, he's not really taking any type of responsibility for what he did. What he's saying is, if you felt, you know, I didn't do anything wrong. But if you felt that I did something wrong, then I'm sorry. No, Morgan, that's not an apology, love. That's not an apology. It's not if you felt that I did something wrong. The thing is, all you have to do is think about whether or not you would want somebody saying the same shit that you're saying or doing the same shit that you're doing to your daughter or your mama while she's trying to work. So if your mama is at work or if your daughter is at work and you think it's okay for um, her boss, someone that she's working for, to come up to her and try to lift her fucking skirt up, then, then okay, it might be suitable. If you feel like it's okay for someone to come up to your daughter and make 
inappropriate comments about her titties or inappropriate comments about her ass or about her thighs or about whatever part of the woman's body that they feel like talking about at the time. If you feel like it's okay for someone to do that to your daughter, then maybe we can start looking into whether or not it's okay for you to say that to someone else. But you know, goddamn well, you don't want people to say that to your daughter. And I don't give a fuck what people have on because this is the thing. Again, people think that what a woman wears or does not wear gives them the the right to be able to comment on her body to her. Like, regardless of the fact, it's her shit. She doing her thing, minding her fucking business. The fact that you are paying attention to it is your business. Have you commented on your own shape? On your own assets today? <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, so if you don't want people to say these things to your daughter, then don't say them to other people. And that's how you know whether or not it's offensive. All right. All right. So, um, okay, so back again to, um, to push a T. So again, the president of good music, uh, Pusha T, recently put out his new album, uh, Daytona. Um, that album was initially gonna be called King Push, but at the last minute, he decided to change it. Um, the name was changed to Daytona, which is um, his favorite type of Rolex. Um, and it also, he said, so he took three years, um, to put since his last project, um, it's been three years. Um, so that is some, you know, um, as far as the amount of time between when artists put out albums, that's kind of long, you know, but he took his time on this album. So he named the album Daytona in reference to, um, his favorite Rolex. But also he said in reference to the luxury of time, which is given to artists like himself who are confident in their skill sets. <laughs> okay, Pusha. Shit. Now I fucks with Pusha T. Like I said, I fucks with Pusha T. I love Pusha T. The album is dope. Um, I read somewhere somebody um, called it a satisfying snort of luxury drug raps. I would agree. Um, I would describe it exactly like that. Um, it is classic Pusha T with some, and I will say this. So Kanye West did all the production. There were some other producers, um, involved in the project, but Kanye West is listed as a production, as a producer on every song. Now, regardless of what Kanye is going through as far as his um, mental health, his music and the music he's producing, no lack. Um, This fucking album is dope as fuck. The production is dope as fuck, nigga. Um, My favorite song so far, and I say so far because... um, I, the more I listen to music, um, the more my favorite songs will change. Like, I'll have 
several favorites over the course of like continuing to listen to any album. But for this project, um, so far my favorite tracks are um, the games we play. Dope. Um, Hard Piano. That's a song featuring Rick Ross. Also, What Would Meek Do is one of my favorite tracks. Kanye is on What Would Meek Do. And though he is saying some crazy shit, he went in. I can't deny it. Like, he, listen, again, like, I mean, and, you know, it is um, kind of common. You know, there's a very thin line, people say, between genius and, you know, not so stable mental health. And musically, I mean, you can't deny Kanye's talent. You know what I'm saying? The tracks, like, the production up here is fucking fire. And, you know, on the song, What Would Meek Do? I mean, he is saying some outrageous shit, just like he been saying recently. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I mean, but, so he's talking about, I mean, and this is Pusha's album, of course, but the reason I'm talking about this song, I'm, I'm just saying that it is one of my favorite songs. And... You know, I don't necessarily agree with the shit Kanye was saying. That that nigga went as far as to basically say, y'all niggas is out here getting stopped, <laughs> you know, driving while black. But that nigga said that that MAGA hat he got on, which is one of those Make America Great hats that Donald Trump, you know what I'm saying, you know, that he had for his um, election and shit. Uh, 43 plus 2, like I said. So, those were the, the hats, Make America Great. So, Kanye said, look, y'all niggas is out here getting stopped for driving while black, but my MAGA hat got me driving through. No, he said got me uh, speeding past like a drive through or some shit. Again, I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, not only is he saying, fuck y'all, <laughs> but he's saying, like, so basically Kanye thinks that he's overcome being black, sir. I'm just going to, these crackers don't get, okay. So, I'm just, okay. Um, so yeah, so those are my favorite songs. Now, (coughs) now. Um, so, one of the songs on this project is called Infrared. Infrared is basically a diss track for Dre. I'm for Dre. (laughs) Rosé is coming through. It's a diss song for Drake. And cash money, pretty much. Um, So, I'm going to give y'all some of the songs so y'all can kind of, you know what I'm saying, get a feel of what Pusha T is saying. Now, okay, the Daytona Project, the Daytona album only has seven songs. Again, each song is fire, okay? But it only has seven songs. 
Um, Infrared is the last song, and it is the Drake diss track. So, I'm going to give y'all some of the lines from the, from Infrared. Um, it's not going to be the whole song. Um, so, I'm just going to give y'all some of the standout lines, though. One second. Okay, so the first line of Infrared, it starts out with, The game's fucked up, nigga, beats is banging, nigga, your hooks did it. The lyric pinning equal to Trump's winning. I'm going to read that for y'all again, because I feel like I chopped it up a little bit. The game's fucked up, nigga's beats is banging, nigga, your hooks did it. The lyric pinning equal to Trump's winning. <clears throat> the bigger question is how the Russians did it. It was written like Nas, but it came from Quentin. At the mercy of a game where the codes is missing. When the CEO's blinded by the glow, it's different. Believe in myself in the codes and Kendrick's. Let the sock puppets play in their roles and gimmicks. Shit. <laughs> okay, you know you had to get at. Remember Will Smith won the first Grammy? They ain't even recognized Hove until Annie. So I don't tap dance for the crackers and sing Mammy. Because I'm posed to juggle these flows and nose candy. Yeah. You know, push a teeth love the good yuck. So... Basically, Pusha T is saying, and one of the lines he also said was, um, how can you write these wrongs when you don't even write your own songs or something like that? That one was paraphrased. Anyway, basically, Pusha T is clowning Drake and saying, nigga, you don't belong here. Like, you're a puppet. And, um... You know what I'm saying? He's saying that, um, which a lot of people have been talking about ghost, um, about Drake having a ghostwriter. And he calls out, Pusha T calls out um, somebody named Quentin, who is supposed to be Drake's ghostwriter. It was written like Nas, but it came from Quentin. Um, so he's saying that Drake didn't write his own rhymes, that his rhymes is fake. The lyric pinning equal to Trump's winning. You know what I'm saying? Um, basically saying that, you know what I'm saying, cash money put him on and they didn't give a fuck because they was blinded by the fact that, like, he was, I guess, um, a pretty boy type rapper with flashy hooks, you know what I'm saying, because he did mention, you know what I'm saying, that it came from his hooks, you know what I'm saying, it wasn't really, you know, him. The game's fucked up, niggas beats is banging, nigga, your hooks did it, you know what I'm saying, like, so he's... He's saying, Drake, you don't belong here, you know. So he went the fuck in. I, I was here for it. However, Aubrey heard this and said, well. <sighs> now, listen, I fucking love Pusha T. And I think the infrared is hot as fuck. I'm here for it. I love the song. However, I cannot deny 
Drake's comeback. Drake's comeback was fucking lit. So Drake, first of all, came out. um, And um, so Drake sent after (laughs) Pusha T put put his project out and Infrared came out. Drake came back and was like, yo, okay. So he puts out the Duppy Freestyle. So Duppy is um, a Jamaican term or a Caribbean term, which actually I think originated in Africa, but it's a term that means um, spirit or ghost or dead, you know. (laughs) So he basically trying to say that Pusha T is a ghost, like you dead nigga, you know, so... Um, so I'm also going to give y'all the same thing. Some of the lines from Duppy, from the Duppy Freestyle. Okay. Some of the standout lines. Um, he starts out talking just like he's so disgusted. Like he can't believe it. Like I'm in shock. (laughs) The nerve, like the audacity. Like you can hear him taking a drink. Like he like not even paying the shit no mind on some like nigga. Like that's what I got from it. Like I'm 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 sipping Kool-Aid, nigga, listening to this shit. I can't believe you would come at me like that. So here are some of the standout lines from the Duppy Freestyle. That was Drake's response to Pusha T's infrared album or diss track to him. So if you rebuke me for working with someone else on a couple of these, what do you really think of the nigga that's making your beats? I've done things for him I thought he would never need. Father had to stretch out his hands and get it from me. I popped style for 30 hours and let him repeat. Now you popping up with the jokes. I'm dead. I'm asleep. (laughs) That took me out. (laughs) I just left from over by y'all putting pen to the sheets. Tired of sitting quiet helping my enemies eat. Don't push me when I'm in album mode. You're not even top five as far as your label talent goes. Your brother said it was your cousin, then him, then you. So you don't rap what you did, you just rap what you knew. Don't be ashamed, there's plenty niggas that do what you do. There's no malice in your heart, you unapproachable dudes. I just, it took my heart a little bit. You might have sold to college kids for Nikes and Mercedes. But you act like you sold drugs for Escobar in the 80s. I had a microphone of yours, but then the signature faded. I think that pretty much resembles what's been happening lately. And this is paraphrased, but he says something too about like, who gassed you to play with me? And then he says something about like, you older than a nigga, you you following behind? (laughs) Listen. Okay, so let me say this. I cannot deny this motherfucking comeback was <sighs> okay. I mean, damn. So basically what Drake is saying is like, look, nigga, who the fuck is you? Like, okay. And again, I am a fan of Pusha T, but Drake came back pistols blazing. Basically saying like, nigga, Um, if you got a problem with me working with another writer, which, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
Okay, so this is the thing about having a ghostwriter in hip-hop. Now, most people have help. A lot of people, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of artists have help on the albums. Now, there's a lot of controversy about that, about, you know what I'm saying, having ghostwriters and shit. But Drake is saying, if you got a problem with me having um, somebody else come fuck with me on a couple songs or whatever, then how you feel about a nigga that's making your beats? So Kanye, again, made all the beats on this album with the help of a couple of other producers. But Drake is like, look, nigga, um, I did some shit for him. Um, I done things for him I thought he would never need. Father had to stretch out his hands and get it from me. You know what I'm saying? I pop style for 30 hours and let him repeat. <laughs> shit. Talking cash shit like your boy. Your boy that's producing your damn album got his shit for me. Um, He's also saying that Pusha T is, didn't do what the fuck he said. You know what I'm saying? Like all this dope that Pusha T is talking about selling. Um... You know, he's basically saying, like, um, nigga, that was not your life. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're talking about some other niggas' lives. You ain't even talking about your life. Your brother said it was your cousin, then him, then you. So you don't rap what you... Uh, so you don't rap what you did. You just rap what you knew. Don't be ashamed. There's plenty of niggas that do what you do. So... Oh, there's no malice in your heart. You unapproachable dude. Come on. So, um, okay, so I think this is the longest show I've ever recorded. And this looks like um, this recording may end in a few minutes. So I may have to, if it stops, I'm going to just be coming back and adding on just so y'all know. Because I've never had a show this long. Anyway. um, So, yeah. He's also saying, like, look, you might have sold the college kids for Nikes and Mercedes, but you act like you sold drugs for Escobar in the 80s. So basically downplaying what um, he's saying Pusha T did, saying, look, you know this one with your life. Stop fronting. He's also saying that um, he used to fuck with Pusha T, but, I mean, you know, he used to probably fuck with the clips and love them and shit, but now that's a wrap. Um, now his career is dead, I guess. He's a ghost. I had a microphone in yours, but then the signature faded. I think that pretty much resembles what's happening lately. And I think that's one of the things they say about ghosts um, in Caribbean culture. Or or I don't even know if it's Caribbean culture, but like something about your name is supposed to fade. Or I feel like I saw that on a movie or something one time. So yeah, I think this is getting ready to end in like a minute. So I guess I can add to this. I hope so, y'all. Shit. I got like uh, 58 seconds, it looks like, on this. I didn't know that there was a limit to the recording. Anyway, I'm going to try to keep um, recording after this. I'm going to try to just add on to this. I hope it lets me do it. If it doesn't let me do it, thank y'all for tuning into this episode. <laughs> And I'm going to fuck with y'all next Monday. If it does let me do it, that's what's up. Because I, I do have a little more of the show to go for y'all today. But that diss track shit was crazy. Nigga. So, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, hopefully, again, y'all, hopefully the shit will let me um, will let me add on to this recording. 
Um, if not, thank y'all for coming out. God bless y'all. Good night. <laughs> what's good? What's good, y'all? I'm back. <laughs> so it did end. I guess you can only do like one hour segments at a time. So, but anyway, so yeah, that was the end of, um, the diss between, uh, Pusha T and Drake. That's crazy. So I don't know. We'll see if um, if Pusha T comes back with anything else or what the hell is going on with this? Why can't I bring this shit down? What the hell is going on here? So yeah. So we will see what the hell is going on there. Um, and um, who do y'all think won? You know what I'm saying? Like hit me up in the inbox at um the brick report at gmail.com and let me know who y'all think won um that's d-a-b-r-i-c-k report at gmail.com so the brick report yeah hit me up and let me know who y'all think the one who y'all think won this um this battle me personally listen i don't need oof. again i love pusha t i do think Drake had a stronger diss track. I just do. <laughs> I mean, it's Meek Mill all over again. Now, I don't actually think it's Meek Mill all over again, but it's, 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 after, no, it's not Meek Mill all over again because I think that Pusha T's diss track was harder than Meek's. But, um, and I love, I love Pusha's diss track. I just, like, Drake came back harder, I think. And I love what Pusha was saying in it, but, I do think that Drake just his his track was harder. So, um, all right. So this week that that was all for pop that pussy for the culture. This week in random fuckery. So this week in random fuckery, I just have uh, one or two random questions for y'all. Um, this show has already gone longer than any other show that I've done but you know it was a lot of pop that pussy for the culture this week so so just one or two questions that I had that were super random the first question I have is why are toddlers heads and feet so big have you ever noticed that toddlers like their heads and their feet are just super big like, and I know their brains are growing and things like that. I know they're developing, but toddlers' heads and feet just seem to be <laughs> like um, awkwardly big. Like, personally, I feel like it is so they can devise plans of ways to destroy you and then run away fast. Like, I think that that's what (laughs) the purpose of them having uh, such large heads and feet is, the combination of the two. My next question is, again, very random. Is it really faster or are drive-throughs that have two drive-through lines really faster if it's really just one bitch going back and forth from one line to the other. I don't 
think that makes it faster. I, I think, I mean, that is just the same bitch going from one line to the other. I don't think that it makes it faster. It just separates the lines. Like, it's the line is still going at the same goddamn speed. Maybe it's just me. Lastly, this week, um, y'all know I always give y'all a top five to end the show. Um, so this week's top five is my top five most hated songs of all time. Um, (laughs) these are my top five most hated songs. They are not in any particular order, but I just do not like them. Okay. So the first song that I hate with all my might is I Love Your Smile by Shanice Williams. One of her last name Williams. Oh my fucking God. I hate this damn song. First of all, I hate the way she sings it, okay? It's not just the song. Wait a minute, let me. So, it's not just the song that I hate. It is the song and the way she sings it. I'm certain that whoever was instructing her on how to sing this song said, listen, sound like you're smiling the whole fucking time, okay? Because that's how she sounds, like. She sounds like she's smiling. And it's just something about the goddamn song that I hate. I just hate it. It's just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just hate the damn song. I love your smile. I hate, oh, oh, I hate, hate that song. Next on my list of top five most hated songs is uh, For You by Kenny Lattimore. I don't know what it is about this song. It's just boring and kind of blah, very blah. And just, it just never was a song for me. Next on my list of shit I hate songs is the goddamn cha-cha slide. Now, this shit right here really grinds my goddamn gears. I hate this damn song. First of all, I hate line dances. Okay, let's just put that out there. I hate a fucking line dance, okay? Um, slide to the left. Slide to the... I hate this goddamn song. I hate the cha-cha slide. Ugh! So, I just, I just hate it. Crisscross. Like, I hate... <laughs> hate this damn song. Next on my list of goddamn songs I hate is anything that Tamia sang. Um, I just, (laughs) I just don't like Tamia's music that much. It just makes me sleepy. Um, it's just, I mean, and Tamia is a, a, a beautiful woman and seems to be very sweet, but her music just, it bores me. It makes me tired. It bores me. I just, it's just not from my ear. That's all. Lastly, on my top five list of hated songs, 
um, of all times. Most hated song. <sighs> Must be the money by Dion Goddamn Sanders. <laughs> now, Dion Sanders is one of the athletes who tried his hand at rapping, as many have, like uh, Kobe Bryant and motherfucking Shaq Fu. But like Kobe Bryant and Shaq Fu, it was a goddamn fail. Must be the money <laughs> that's turning me out. Must be the money. I fucking hate that goddamn song. And on that note, um, that's it for um, the Brick Report this week, y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed yourselves, and I hope you tune in again next week for the sixth episode of The Brick Report next Monday. I don't know what the date is. Um, follow me on Instagram at The Brick Report. Um, also, if you have um, any questions, comments, if you have a question that you would like me to read on the show, I think I'm going to start doing um, maybe a... Uh, a question and answer segment sometimes or a segment where I will read your questions um, if you would like some advice which I mean <laughs> why you would want advice from me I don't know but you know I'll do my best um, if you would just like me to read your question on the podcast hit me up at the brick report at gmail.com I am so sorry So sorry. My crazy ass dog goes crazy um, when my neighbors come out of the house, even though my neighbors were here before I was. So, but he don't like nobody, so he just goes the hell off. And then he fusses afterwards. That's what all of this background noise is now. But so anyway, again, if you would like for me to read um, a question that you have on the podcast, or if you would like to ask me something and have me answer it for you, or if you would, whatever it is, you know, send it in to thebrickreport at gmail.com. That's D-A-B-R-I-C-K report at gmail.com. And I will read your shit on the podcast and answer it to the best of my ability. Um, questions about your man, questions about your mama, questions about your kids, your job, whatever. Send them in. That'll be fun. Um, so yeah, so again, I will fuck with y'all next week. Um, appreciate y'all listening. Tell your friends. Um, if you're listening on iTunes, please don't forget to rate the show five stars if you like it. If you don't like it, don't rate it at all. No, I'm just kidding. Whatever you feel, whatever's on your heart, you know. Um, please leave a review. That helps the podcast. You know what I'm saying? So um, leave a review, rate, and subscribe to the show so that you don't miss any future episodes. If you're listening on Anchor or any of the other apps, if they let you leave a review or comment or rate it or something, please do. Thank you so much. I appreciate all y'all's support. I appreciate y'all for listening and tuning in, whether it's your first time or your fifth or sixth, whatever. I appreciate you. So thank y'all. Peace out. Have a great Memorial Day. And, um, 
Thank you and shout out to all the soldiers who have given their lives for us and for our freedom. Appreciate y'all. Y'all should have been appreciated too this week. I appreciate y'all for real. Wear it up. So, all right, y'all. Peace. Be easy.